No, there's a Venn diagram of broken homes and very funny people. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out, like, how, how are you messed up? Well, so you my, don't seem messed up. My parents got divorced when I was 20, so it's not even... I'm uh, only 23 now. Oh, just recently. So it was really pretty recently. And that's when you started comedy. Yeah, right about. I had started before they got divorced. So yeah. your idea was like, hey, I'm going to bring them together through laughter, through my jokes. <laughs> that was never Were really you trying the to idea. Par- <laughs> are you trying to do a parent trap right now? <laughs> yeah. We actually have thing? your parents <laughs> in the other <laughs> yeah. Come on down. It's part of the masquerade, everybody. <laughs> They're just backstage. Look what we made. You know what? We should make another one. <laughs> With my people though The homie Dyke just cooked up a feast And we bout to eat it bro Fucked around and has to miss the lobster with the poutine Daddy is rolling blue dream Them boys got down a routine It's nap town culture Cooking seven courses Had to pass the torch and now I'm grabbing second portion So sit back, relax, grab a drink and a smoke It's all the brunch on the way And get prepared for the jokes Whoa Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me as always, my co-host, the Haitian pastry boy himself, Thaddeus J. McKee! Hey, Slappy Pepper Web Way! On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last woke dragon. Give it up for Zach Rowan, everybody. Hey there, Indianapolis. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, it's growing. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and a very special guest with us to cel- celebrate, yeah, excuse me, to help us celebrate the masquerade. Masquerade. Comedian Jake Smith. What's up, Harder Brunch Nash? Hey! hey that's what I'm talking about. We he don't, knows. You know what? We don't get guests that like chime in with uh, their own catchphrase very often. I like Harder that. Brunch Nash. I, I like that. Yeah, I like it. You made it your own. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's my trademark. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a trademark within a trademark. <laughs> I like that. Tradeception. I like that. Uh, welcome to the program, Jake. Uh, I feel like full disclosure here. You were supposed to be on the after brunch. Yeah, I was we, supposed we, to be the number two. We've been trying to figure this out for, uh, I feel like, all summer. Yeah, well, so I work a job where I work Sunday mornings. Humble brag. So it always, when I get hit up last minute, it's always kind of a... Yeah. Well, I've also asked you last minute multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> so you ever be the last minute after brunch guest to to the big stage. To prime time. And then, and then but then Thad was talking about all these... Uh, accolades and how cool you are and i was just like why i feel like maybe it was just disrespectful i didn't ask you to be on hard to brunch in the first place no i feel like it all helped happen was for probably f- just hyping me up i don't he's real excited he's a big jake smith fan and i'm like i i am not <laughs> no i mean man you uh you got what third place at the in the helium competition mm-hmm. you're one of the top dogs of indianapolis and comedy yeah we need to celebrate you i'm i'm, a, I'm all about celebrating the ones that need to be celebrated. Dad, you have a special way of making oh, nice. <laughs> making something sound nice and shitty at the same time. Yeah. You got what was it? Third place? Was <laughs> yeah. that what you was got? It third, fifth. <laughs> I'm the Alamo King, man. Hot and cold, baby. No, uh, I appreciate it. That's nice. Thank, yeah, yeah. thank you, Dad. Anytime. Uh, anytime. So you, so you're one of these people who started comedy like inside the belly of the beast, right? Like you had you done comedy before you started working at Helium? Uh, no, I worked there. I had wanted to do stand up, and so and I needed a job, so I got a job at a comedy club. Yeah, I thought and two then, birds. Yeah, so then I watched open mics for probably about six months or so before mm-hmm. I actually started doing them myself. The it's first like, one I ever did was at Shoe Fly. Okay, old Shoe Fly. It's you, like you did Jake work. hunting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's writing on the chalkboards, joke <laughs> joke premises. Like, hey, you should Just be the on the you should be on the stage. I was like, these are good. You should be up there, man. What are you doing? That is uh, a real thing. There's a bunch of like. Literally, people that clean the toilets that'll sneak backstage to talk to like the comics. It's the same energy. Oh, know? I know. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, what I've noticed is some people, I guess, are good at it, and some people are not as good at it. Mm-hmm. Like I've been hosting there before, and I'm like awkwardly talking to like the headliner or whatever. And then, like, yeah, the door guy comes up and is like, "So I got this spec script," and I'm like, "What are we doing here, man?" <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's a disclaimer. Just because you work there. Doesn't make you a good comic. No, no, uh, no. I mean, there's a lot of people that work there that do stand up that are not that good. <laughs> there we go. There are a few that are, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's good to learn. It's the best way to learn, I think, just to be surrounded by it. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. The time, well, and I like the fact that you went somewhere else to do your first one. You didn't want to shit where you eat. Nah, I didn't want to do bad. Yeah. in front of 
my boss. Yeah. Even though he's a manager of a comedy club. I, That's it. Because yeah. like, I, I honestly thought about doing that, too. I, like, when, when Helium first opened, I was like, I needed a job. Mm. I was like, why don't I do both? And then I just remember thinking, like, I don't want to have my livelihood tied to this thing. Like, I feel like, because what if I'm bad at one and not the other, you know? Yeah. I don't want to be just, well, now I'm just the guy that works at the comedy <laughs> club. Or I also didn't want to be, like, I got into a fight with my boss and now I can't do comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dangerous... I mean, it's not that hard. Like, you know, it's not hard to not get in fights with yeah. your bosses. But. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's not hard to beat him up. Like, um, I could beat Avery up. I could beat up Avery. Yeah. You heard it here first. Is I will beat up Avery. <laughs> Do you want to cut a promo real quick? <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> Listen, brother. SummerSlam. Let me take my shirt off. <laughs> um, Man. Yeah, wait. Can I interrupt? Yeah. Today, up here, I had a great beer today. It was, Zach, what are you laughing about? No, I just really enjoy this premise. No, it was a great beer. I hate to interrupt. We're talking about your stand-up success, but I can't go without saying how great that Upland beer was today. <laughs> Which ones you have? Oh, man. I had the uh, wheat one. Mm-hmm. The wheat ale? Yeah, the wheat ale. The wheat ale is very sweet. The yellow mm. can. Yeah, I'm always a fan of the, the wheat ale. The yellow cans. Is it, that's what they're called. Here's What's the thing about the wheat ale: it, it's, it's smooth. It's kind of sweet. Um, it leaves your stomach full. It's perfect, and you can go back for more. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I don't know how our sponsors would feel about that silence. <laughs> Because uh, looks like they're taking a step back. Did like we we L make the news or something like that? Or? To be fair, you in no way signaled that that was the end of it. You just stopped talking. We'll, we'll fill it in with something. You did about half an ad read and then you just stopped. Yeah, so. uh, yeah we should just, like, just put some uh, free music in this, <laughs> like a carnival music. <laughs> no, uh, we actually do have something really cool though. Uh, we got two. Gift certificates, $50 each gift certificates to Upland Brewery. What do you got to do to get those? Not much. It's super easy. All you got to do is take a, a video or a picture of yourself, uh, you know, cheersing someone else. Cheersing someone else with some Upland Upland beer and just uh, just tag Heart of Brunch and tag Upland Brewery in it and uh, send it to us. And then we'll send you a $50 gift certificate to Upland Brewery. That's actually the easiest $50 that I ever heard of getting. It's insane. It's insane how easy it Do is. Do the gift certificates work at any of the uplands? That, just... That's a good question, Jake. It works at all of the uplands. Wow. All of them. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it works at the one on Bloomington, Fountain Square, College Avenue, Columbus, Carmel, <laughs> Jeffersonville, <laughs> South Park, Bike Oh, Bar. what about Woodshop Sour Brewery? I would also hope it works there. <laughs> yeah. These are all the places I hope it works. <laughs> and I'll even throw another dollar in if you hashtag interupland. That's right. Another dollar. That's 51 bucks. Like inter Upland, Upland or inter Upland? Both. Both. You, you a dollar choose. a piece? Dealer's choice. Every person that does it gets a dollar? Oh, because he, he. Every person. First, that's amazing. Because he inter Upland Jake's story. Ah, Interrupt. With his ad read. Yeah. Remember that? Yes, yes. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, take a picture of yourself with the beard. Send it to us. Also, and, uh, Dyke, can I borrow a dollar? <laughs> for damn that it. One thing. Every time. <laughs> Uh, so you, how, how did your how did your first mic go? Uh, it was, it was, it went pretty well for a first time. Um, uh, I don't remember. I remember it going well enough that like uh, like some of the comics that I've been watching were like, that wasn't too bad. You should do it again. So that that's was a good nice. compliment. I don't want to drop names because they're dead to me now. Yeah, <laughs> and some of them are actually dead too. Some of them, one, yeah, one of them, <laughs> one of them is dead. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing like that. <laughs> now I'm sad. I don't know why we're laughing like that. Like, that was a weird laugh. Because, like, wait, oh, wait, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I and wasn't going to laugh. And then Dyke. It was like, uh, Dyke finds death funny. It was a joke that turned real, real quick. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that is, man, all yeah. right. No. Uh, no. R.I.P. But no, it went pretty well. Um, the, the reason I I don't normally ask people like, well, how was your first mic? But I, I think the thing with you is that uh, you're definitely someone who like got it very quickly, you know. And I feel like a lot of people don't always uh, don't always catch on very quickly and and, ca- and, and kind of and and move 
move up, make forward movement very quickly. So it's just like, and if somebody does and it's not, um, I guess their peers don't think that they, they have it, we'll let you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a big part of it is like, because stand-up is just so peer-based, mm-hmm. like in general, that to not do it the right way, like earns people like yeah. not respecting you, basically. Yeah. And then it's harder to move up after that. Yeah. That's um, why I kept it pretty low-key. When I started, you know, and yeah. just like kind of tried to do a good job. Are both of your parents together? No. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. We like to do a little counseling in the middle of our interviews. Yeah. Why do you uh, ask that? Well, are, are your parents together? <laughs> no, they're not. Okay. They uh, they left each other. Yeah. Here's the thing. Same. No, because. <laughs> I'm sad again. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a Venn diagram of broken homes and very funny people. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out, like, how how are you messed up? Well, because so you my, don't seem messed up. My parents got divorced when I was twenty, so it's not even. I'm uh, only twenty three. Oh, now. just recently. So it was really pretty recently. And that's when you started comedy. Yeah, right about. I had started before they got divorced. So yeah. your idea was like, hey, I'm going to bring them together through laughter, <laughs> through my jokes. That was never Were really you trying the to idea. Par- <laughs> are you trying to do a parent trap right now? Yeah. We actually your have your parents <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> yeah. Come on down. It's part of the masquerade, everybody. <laughs> They're just backstage. Look what we made. You know what? We should make another one. <laughs> yeah. Call a do-over. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I I suppose there's a Venn diagram. There's probably also a lot of funny people who had just have together parents. I would mm. guess. They're I would say funniest. it's more of just like a some sort of trauma in general than like a specific. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be parent based, but a lot of times it is. Yeah. There's a there's some <laughs> type of parent. I'm sorry, you have parent issues, but you know, and I, <laughs> I, I I had a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't know. My what parents got divorced when they were when I was your seven. Your biggest insecurity, Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> My parents divorcing two years ago. Uh, <laughs> I really don't like to talk about it. Uh, uh, no, I I've I've just always been a class clown. I, I feel like nobody that knew me was surprised when I was like. I think people were more surprised that I left a career <laughs> to go do stand up comedy. But I don't think anybody was like, "Yeah, you're going to tell jokes that that seems out of the ordinary." Yeah. I've definitely met people like. I'm always interested when I meet people that weren't the funny person in their friend group. And like, what made you decide to do comedy? <laughs> like, yeah. like, Oh, I was always the least funny in my friend group. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's all those people that like, just also probably don't get it. That's like that big mm. portion of comedy. Like there's like 80% of people that I feel like just like, it doesn't 100% click with. Like, yeah. They could still be pretty funny maybe, but like, it's not like really, really good. And those are the people that weren't the funny people, but started anyways. Mm-hmm. But do you always hear these stories about like uh, Rodney Dangerfield and stuff like that, or like that like taught themselves like through like tenacity and bootstraps, like how to be funny? <laughs> I was like, that seems insane to me, like as well. Yeah. But I'm always like, I think that there is a path. I think there's a path for most things if you like really try hard. But like, yeah, teaching yourself to be funny when you're not naturally funny seems like maybe like the hardest route. Well, guys, and that's a little plug for the Helium Comedy Class. <laughs> if you are the least funny person in your group, friend group, go to Helium Comedy Class, where you can learn how to be funny and tell puns on stage. Yes. We don't actually get sponsored by them. Yeah. Can, we, yeah. Say, can we take that out? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're, we're well, mainly like a commercial-based podcast now. <laughs> yeah, so there's Stand-Up Comedy 101, <laughs> and there's also Stand-Up Comedy 130. Did you Did you take a comedy class? Um, I sat in on one of them because I worked there and it was free. Oh, nice. And I was only 19 at the time, so I couldn't do any, like, mics at bars. I didn't want to sneak in to, like, bars and stuff. Yeah. There was, like, Liberty Street at the time. Mm. Um, yeah. Some other ones. There was another one. I think the Melody Inn. You probably have to be 21 to get into. Yeah. So. Wow. Mm, so you did. You, I kind of did it just for, like, stage time. That's right. Well, you, you turned. Did you turn 21 at the, uh. During the pandemic. But like like the uh, outdoor mic? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. We were like 19. I was like, Helium hasn't been there that long. Yeah, I guess it has. Yeah. Wow. So did you pretty much go straight from high school to... Yeah. I started when I was like right about to turn 20. Is when the first time I ever did it. Mm. And then... But like to working at Helium, you were like... Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Did you take like a year off and then... Yeah, basically... I was living around Indy, just needed a job. I'm always amazed at people that just 
think even think of it like I like when I was eighteen, there was no part of me that thought that there was a path to doing stuff. Like that's like something it would be like being an acrobat or something you see on TV. They're just like it's not like a job that like I could go get. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's something my parents like always like stand up, and so I was just like into it from when I was pretty young. Mm. So I was like, if I could find a way to do that, that'd be cool. Or just even just try it, that type of stuff. Who was who was the guy that you looked towards? Like who was the who's the comedy king in your your head? The first guy I ever really liked was Daniel Tosh. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he rules. And Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Aziz. Yeah, back when he used to yell all of his punchlines. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Before he became sexy. <laughs> yeah. well, some, well, some say too yeah, sexy. Some say a little too sexy. They <laughs> uh, get yeah. you in trouble. Uh, but yeah. That's that's why did you when you first uh when you first started did you get accused of uh at, like like uh, there's some comics that I like, get up there and I'm like oh this guy is definitely doing this comic like an impression almost of this comic right now. Yeah. I well so my voice just pretty naturally sounds like Mark Norman's voice. Oh uh, yeah. It's like I would get that a lot even though like I don't think we do the same types of jokes or anything. Yeah. So just the, the same in, inflections. Yeah. Just I we can, talk the same. I hear that. I don't know. I don't get it too much anymore, though. I think I definitely, when I first started, was... Cat Williams? Doing, I was going to say... Cat Williams! <laughs> I mean, maybe. I was going to say a shitty Chappelle, but yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think my voice would get high at points. Uh, you put on one of the most amazing uh, shows this summer in Rushville. Rushville, Indiana. Rushville, Indiana, which was, was about 45 minutes... East of here. East of Indianapolis, and that's yeah. your hometown? Yeah, yeah. Born, I was born in Greenfield, and I, was, I grew up there until I was like 19 or so when I moved to Indy. And now is Rushville, uh, like, what was your family doing out there? Are they farmers? Are they? No. So my dad uh, did, eight, like, heating, like, HVAC. Okay. And my mom was in school studying uh, public health. So okay. she ended up getting her doctorate. She was, like, in school my whole childhood. Mm. Uh, she was on part of the uh, smoke-free indie campaign, so she was one of the people that got cigarettes out of bars. Oh, thank so. you. Boo! Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they honestly both of them worked around indie. They would just uh, commute all the time. But for some reason, we never moved any closer to indie. My whole they would drive like an hour to work every day. It's crazy. Doing that show reminded me like almost of like. I don't know, like, it's a wonderful life or something. Like, it was, like, something where, like, like the whole town came together. It was and, weird. And I think it's because, like, there's, there's like, a theater downstairs, and then upstairs is, like, the mayor's office and, like, the post office and, like, yeah. all this stuff in, like, one building. And then, and then also, like, the whole town came out to a show. Right. How many people came out? It looked packed. There was probably, like, 160 people there, hey. I think. Yeah. For it's, your first show? Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. It was really weird because, uh, so they, basically, like, there's a bunch of money going through the town right now because they just signed the new Diamond Dog Food Factory. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so they got all the money. And so they redid this Let's old bring out that Diamond Dog. We <laughs> <laughs> got it backstage. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so now they, like, redid the theater and made government offices above it because they don't have that much money yeah oh they, I, they, they had some cho- they had some chalkboard projections out i know <laughs> i know exactly how good we're not good rushville's doing right now yeah but uh, yeah no but it was a, it was an amazing show you were like the uh favorite son of rushville which was which yeah, it was, was weird so i mean how many people in that town do you think actually knew you i would say at that show i would say probably i knew 80 percent of the people there oh my god which was weird yeah um Ex-girlfriend show up? No, no ex-girlfriend mm, showed up. Sorry. I don't have any of them that live there, I don't think. Oh, okay. So, and we're not on that good of terms. I'm not <laughs> I'm not friends with a single one of my exes. Oh, no. Probably. That's a good sign, though. Not in, like, a weird yeah. way. Just scorched just, earth. It's better that way. Yeah, it's time to move on. <laughs> yeah. There's more life. Yeah. Did you like producing a show? No. No? <laughs> no, it was stressful. Yeah. Well, you did a good job. Imagine if you'd done a bad job. Well, I know. What that feels like. That would have been a nightmare. Yeah. I probably would have stopped comedy for like a month. <laughs> Taking a break. Just thought about who I am as a person. It's. I mean, it's It's like two completely different directions of like, oh, I want to like say these things and have a good performance versus like I've, I've produced shows and then just been like, I don't even want to perform. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get so mm-hmm. frustrated with it. I was just like the extra thought of performing is just like. 
I don't know, makes me nauseous or whatever. Setting the lineup, too, with, like, a bunch of comics that you like, and you're like, yeah. who's going to go before who? Because even though it doesn't matter, it's almost can feel like sometimes if you favorite. have to. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm putting you on earlier, but it's not because I like you any less. Who, clo- who closed out that show? Brent Turkey. <laughs> oh, well. Hack. Yeah. Absolutely. It was a poor choice. One of the worst comics. I well, well, the thing is, he's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have any jokes. He doesn't have enough trauma. One, not, uh, <laughs> I, I think his parents I, are still together. Loving Imagine. parents, Terhune. Is that who we're talking about? Loving parents, Terhune. I think they even like recommitted like their vows. <laughs> so that's not the guy you want to go last. And like he's barely known. Yeah. No one knows who this guy is. It was uh, it was me and then uh, Dustin Burkert. And then was it you or Shannon first? I think it was. Uh, I think it was you. Me yeah, and then and Shannon. Shannon. Usually Shannon you put Connor. the really crappy people first. Yeah, that's right? the whole idea. Anyway, who, who went first again? Dustin. Dustin. Oh, I thought you said he went. That's not. <laughs> he went second. Dang it! Yeah. No, you put the second person. I messed that one up. <laughs> Can I get a boo button just so I feel? Hey. Yeah. Thanks for killing the whole momentum. Yeah. The entire podcast. Dustin, I wasn't trying to. I, I love you. I love your shirtless pictures on Instagram. See, there's always a little bit of sour. Sweet. Yeah, he shows his nipples for promotion. <laughs> oh, is that a shirtless picture of Aziz? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, taken after Dustin. Spritz, spritz it's, it's, that's for promotion. And spritzed up. I uh, like Aziz. What? I like Aziz. Yeah, I, I liked his uh, his last special. I did too. Uh, Have you ever seen uh, Master of None? Oh, yeah. Man, that show's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cried. Cried. I'm not gonna I lie. Literally cried too. There, there was a uh, the the second season. I think was the best when they're in Italy. Wow. And she comes back and breaks his heart. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Wow. If wow. You know, yeah. Wait. You don't know if they got together or not. <laughs> but uh, just I did out there learning how to make pasta. Yeah. Yeah. That's the life. I really want to go overseas and learn how to cook something else. <laughs> I mean, you could learn how to cook something here. <laughs> okay. Well. Can you get a boo button for that for dissing? Nope. Nah, I'm going to let that go. You're going to let that go? <laughs> Come on, ref. Uh, Throw the flag. If you could go anywhere and learn how to cook anything, what would it be, Thad? If I could go anywhere and learn how to cook anything, I want to honestly go back to Haiti and just uh, figure out all the dishes. What do, all they the have, dish- what do they have there? A lot of rice and then... Um, like kind of seafood on top, and is it kind of like a cage? It almost Cajun, like Cajun earthy vibe, is C- what I would think. But I, I don't even know what kind of food they have. That's Cajun strange. and earthy, and a little bit spicy if you want it that way. But I would, I want to go back and go back to my roots and and understand it even yeah. more. Well, yeah. speaking of food, uh, we knew that you were a big fan of masquerades. <laughs> it's kind of kind of your thing. Yeah, I like to. Uh, yeah. Keep people guessing. Yeah, you like to keep you have your man about your man of his secrets, as I've always said. Yes. <laughs> he was in musicals. Uh, you you were in High School Musicals. I did. I did Susical when I was a uh, a sophomore, I think. Did I you was, have a singing part? Yeah, I was Yertle the Turtle. Oh, I was oh, at man. the end. Song and dance man. Well, I was behind a podium, so I didn't have to dance. Okay, did Just sing though. Song man. It was good. It was a good part. Basically, in the play, like in the plot of the play, he, he, he's trying to uh, kill the Who's. He's trying to boil the dandelion that they're living on. Oh, shoot. It's dark. And then Horton uh, is trying to save him. Who he hears? He, Horton's the one that hears he, he Who's heard very clearly. Them. Yes. Okay. And you, I lose. You were the protagonist or the antagonist. Yeah. Ooh. It was fun. It was cool. I don't know. I got to wear a lot of yellow. Nice. You know, <laughs> Yertle the turtle. Yeah. Uh, so today, uh, to celebrate your um, background as a song and dance man, <laughs> we put on a we put on a mask. Excuse me, is that epic rap battles of history? <laughs> it looks Hitler it, it versus Yertle the turtle. Adolf Hitler versus Yertle the turtle. <laughs> wow, you never want that to be the first thing that pops up when you. <laughs> Do a Google search. Yeah, I didn't know that Hitler was known for hating (laughs) turtles. Of course, the historical figure, Yertle the Turtle. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So today, in your honor, we we put on a masquerade. Mm What do we have? So the first first course I wanted to do, like, uh, are you familiar with the film Eyes Wide Shut? The the Stanley Kubrick masterpiece. The real sexy one. The real sexy one. Mm. Uh, Where Tom Cruise... 
that falls backwards into a, <laughs> an orgy. Yeah. Into his, uh, oh, I know it. Sexy party. Excuse me. So we had a lot of talk about foods that would be served at an orgy. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to serve wings at an orgy. You're not going to yeah. serve yeah. soup. Pizza. You know? You're not going to call in some pizza. You're not calling in pizza. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was thinking about kind of uh, sexy sexy finger foods that you could have. Um, and, then, and then I just kind of went with what sounded good. Because I did do a lobster roll, which debatably might not be eating a lobster roll. Um, but that was good. He's going to be really disappointed when he goes to his next orgy. I'm like, man, this isn't the food that I had. <laughs> this isn't the food yeah. at all. Because realistically, it's not going to be that good. Yeah. Probably. A lot, you want a lot of finger foods at orgies. I, I would imagine it would be a lot of stuff on a stick. Like a lot of stuff that you could eat. Some skewers. Yeah, on a skewer. Like yeah. a lot Why? Of, just so your fingers don't get. Oh, yeah. I'm, so kind of, I'm kind of assuming you're doing so many drugs at an orgy that you're not eating. Oh. Like all the food is very pretty and really just meant to be looked at. Mm. Oh, a lot okay. of penis shaped foods, maybe. Yeah, because oh. who wants to eat anything at an orgy? <laughs> I, I mean, mean that could be a, a bad sign if someone's like, "Where's the food?" Like, yeah, like there's somebody over in the corner eating all the cheese. I think you take a break. I think there's probably a lot of yeah. It's probably a lot of charcuterie. It's honestly. more of a marathon. An orgy would be, I think. Yeah, I mean, so you're after, gonna get in there for thirty minutes or so. Yeah, then so you're crazy. gonna you're gonna need to reload. You go to the buffet, <laughs> get some prosciutto, you eat some lobster rolls, <laughs> and then pasta you, carbonara, and then you get back in there. You get yeah. back in the game. Uh, so yeah, we did uh, <laughs> some deviled eggs with some uh, salmon roe, uh, lobster roll, and then I did a smoking goose. Sausage stuffed uh, mushroom with a little gouda mm-hmm. on it, and um, that was delicious. We don't do a lot of, uh, we don't have like multiple hors d'oeuvres usually. So like I wanted keeping with the theme, I wanted to also have it light too, um, yeah. and dropped a little bit more money on the ingredients <laughs> on this one. Well, didn't you have caviar in one of your? And that was a salmon row. Oh, that's course. what caviar is. Mm-hmm. So did you know that? Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> come on. Sorry. Did you but, know? Yeah. Oh, did you know that, Zach? Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not sure that... Is salmon roe caviar? Is that considered caviar? Or is caviar something Let's specific? Go. I have heard the two used interchangeably. I think... Mm-hmm. So, salmon roe is... Ca- not all caviars are salmon roe, but salmon roe is caviar. Okay. Okay. I think, I think that's... Because I thought that... I thought the caviar was from, like, sturgeon or something like that. Oh... Oh, yeah. Literally the first sentence. All fish eggs are technically roe, but not all roe is caviar. Okay. So I said it backwards. Is that why? Alan Sternberg's rolling over. He's screaming at his car car radio right now. He's punching somebody. He's punching a sous chef right now. (laughs) Told you this dyke. He should have known. He he brought stuff on. He literally came in and did a full, like, yeah, he he brought stuff in, had to sample it. All for me. Had a full lesson, just in one ear, not the other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's why I said salmon roe, because that's specifically what we had. Mm. There right. it is. It's all in the roe family. All right. Caviar is a specific kind of roe, not the other way around. All right. Now that we got that cleared up. Um, and then um, we had a long, I think I had more long discussions about what would make masquerade food. You know, because mm-hmm. I really wanted to have this masquerade for you, Jake Smith. Uh, <laughs> See, I never even thought about orgies. Yeah, <laughs> like like hearing you talk about your whole thought of what we were doing. Yeah, I thought nothing. I thought like a fancy ballroom. F- you know, like a you know, like the cordon bleu made a lot of sense to me. Well, so my yeah. idea was to have like different court. Like the, the eyes wide shut was just the first course. Oh, okay, okay. But it was okay. three things of that. There was just happened to be three things, but then. Then the Cordon Blue was going to be another one. And then I was debating on doing another one. But I was like, you know, let's keep it light. Let's keep it light for this masquerade. Because people need energy to move around. Is that why you say yeah, you keep it light? Bogged down. Yeah, you can't have heavy foods. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of bread or pasta, which I think is a good, good call. Yeah, good oh, call. The surprise pizza. We didn't have the surprise pizza, the surprise ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's a whole course that we just forget about, Jake, and it just doesn't get brought out. It happened it last happen, week. It didn't happen this week. That's all that matters. Uh, but the chicken cordon bleu is the chicken cordon bleu really does. It is a food inside another food. It really is masquerading. Yeah. And tell those listeners what a chicken cordon bleu is. Uh, <laughs> 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 this 
It's not funny. <laughs> There's nothing funny about not knowing food very well. <laughs> so it's chicken uh, that is rolled with uh, ham and Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. And then it's breaded mm-hmm. and either fried or baked. Mm-hmm. And what you baked it. And yes, I, I, I baked mine and then kind of basted it with uh, hot butter. Super good. Yeah. Thank um, you. That's a good choice. It was delicious. First time I ever had chicken cordon bleu. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the beautiful pinwheel action there going. Uh, and I was like trying to think of like other like f- hit foods hidden in other. And I was like, I'm not making a turducken. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Let me get that. And then. Not uh, practical. And then Zach made. Would, was that. Now, was that considered a king cake? No. Or did it just have Mardi Gras colors on the outside of it? Yeah, it just had the, the masks. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. yeah, that was the, the pies wide shut. Oh, pie inside nice. of the cake. Pie inside of the it cake. It was a pie masquerading as a cake. Yeah, yeah. it was hiding inside. It was beautiful execution. Uh, it was really good. Gwen's uncle was over here. Did you was, know there was going to be a pie in there when you cut no. it? No, what I, I was actually kind of in. I was really interested to see what was inside, and I cut it, and I pulled it out. I was like, blue. <laughs> I was like, huh. And then, like, Gwen came in, she goes, is that a pie inside of a cake? Pie cake. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was good. <coughs> yeah. I think that one got me, though. That way you mean got you? Like, you like that one? I liked it so much that right now I'm uncomfortable. Oh. Oh. Well, thank you. Yeah. We, like oh, my God. We had one of these last year uh, for our, uh, I think, Friendsgiving Uh Richard Hran, peace be upon her, made the pie cake and which was pecan, pumpkin, apple spice cake. Uh I've seen one this year which was like a someone was thinking about doing like an eggnog uh cheesecake. Oh my god. An eggnog cheesecake. So you got eggnog. I feel like that would just taste like a cheesecake. Pump with a little eggnog flavoring. Yeah. With his boozy though, like a real real eggnog. I feel yeah. like the booze bakes out of a like a cheesecake. I don't know. Let's do it. Fight. Yeah, fight. Sorry. Fight. Fight. Sorry, I, I just really shit on that. Fight. You're going to see a live fight here. Guess who's not having any eggnog cheesecake? <laughs> Looks like someone's mask is getting pulled off. <laughs> yeah. You showed your true colors. Oh, my God. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Gen Z can't stop raving about the Harder Brunch Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch slaps. No cap, the Harder Brunch podcast is bussin' on God. Move over, Boomer. Gen Z's here to talk to you about the Harder Brunch Patreon. Harder Brunch podcast on Patreon, $3 a month, low-key a steal. The Harder Brunch podcast deadass has me bricked up every day. <laughs> Listen, Listen to these, these all totally real testimonials. testimonials. No, like, I'm getting paid to do this. Don't worry. Yeah. No. You think I do this for free? No. The Harder Brunch Podcast Deadass Slaps. younger! The Harder Brunch Podcast Deadass Slaps. Just go to patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch. The Patreon After Brunch Podcast hits different. That shit makes you feel shit. The Harder Brunch Podcast fucks. Hey, welcome back to the Harder Brunch Podcast. We're here talking to Jake Smith. Brunch Nash. Hey, there it is. Nash. Uh, we, we had a big um, a big kerfuffle at the beginning of the po- podcast, early days of the podcast, on whether our fans were going to be called Brunch Nation or the, the Hardies. Hardies. Yeah, before we landed on Hardies. Before <laughs> yeah. we landed on Hardies. I like yeah. Brunch Nash. Yeah. I, I like, like Brunch Nash. I, like I like the, yeah. Kind of like Sammy's. Mm-hmm. It's like the vape nation thing, <laughs> yeah. But just brunch nation. Brunch. There's a oh, there is a nation of, of vapors, aren't there? Vape nation. Yeah. I never heard of that. Yeah, I'm not a vapor myself. Yeah. Uh, I never have been. But uh, have you smoked anything? Yeah, I smoked cigarettes. <laughs> smoked uh, mescaline. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, mescaline's prescribed. Yeah. By your doctors. Yeah. It's it. It's in, it's interesting the. Uh, to see people now that just like, uh, like I went to a, like I went to a strip club the other day, and like I used to work in strip clubs back in the day when everybody could smoke inside there, and then there was the weird period where they 
made the smoking ban because your mom and uh, <laughs> your she's mom. not dead. <laughs> we are in a basement. She's, she's we are in a basement. <laughs> Thank you, mom. <laughs> above my my above ground mom. <laughs> yeah, but then all the girls would have to go outside. Now the problem with that is now you have a bunch of girls that are like in various stages of undress. That are just like on the outside of a building, standing like, in an alley, standing in an alley, smoking. <laughs> so then they built these like little wraparound smoking areas where they could go outside, technically be outside, but they weren't like lingering in the parking lot. And anyway, it was just a very interesting thing. And then like I went the other day, and everybody was just vaping inside, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's. You went to the, a strip club the other day. I did. Nice, and everybody's vaping inside. A lot of vaping going on. Yeah. And then I heard somebody say. Uh, <clears throat> Oh, so it was a weird thing. I haven't been to a strip club in years, years. Went to a strip club, and then I was working a catering gig, and it was a pop-up at a, a local uh, bar, but it was closed to party, and they had strippers there. And then I heard one of the strippers say something about, like, she's like, oh, I don't smoke. She goes, yeah, I vape all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember being like, oh, yeah, that's a... Do you remember? So you're around two strippers in in one week. Yeah, it was Different weird. Se- se- like it's like your algorithm got set to stripper. It was. I see what he's doing now. He's back. He's back to his old tricks. Yeah. <laughs> and that was her name, old tricks. Actually, <laughs> old tricks. <laughs> That's. That'd be a crazy stripper. No, there there was like a uh, I don't know if she was like the house mom or the like the madam or whatever, mm-hmm. but there was one woman that was like obviously like in charge and a bit older. And I was just like, oh, man, I forgot, like, Lady Pimp is, like, a job you could have. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, it was just, like, 1130 on, like, a, a Friday afternoon. And, like, I was just like, oh, she's getting a cut of all this. Like, uh, I don't know. That was pretty sweet. I, I think I always think about, well, what did those people do during COVID? Like, that was the thing I was thinking. I was like, what did the Lady Pimps do during COVID? Dude, OnlyFans, man. Mm. Well, you know, probably filed well, for the- unemployment and then got their check. Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that, that is, is probably lived like everybody funny, else died. It sure, it sure did. Sure did. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to be extra woke or anything. No, just, I'm glad this is a comedy podcast. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> that wasn't even woke. It was no. just making an observation. Well, I was just trying to think hard about it. Like, and the lady pimps are probably on the rise right now. So if you're a lady pimp, the lady pimps yeah. are on the rise. If you're a lady pimp, and <laughs> it you sounds love, like a like a movie sequel, <laughs> Lady Pimp Two: Rise of the Lady Pimps on the rise. Lady <laughs> Pimp Strike Back. Oh, that's great. Lady pimps. Yeah. You were about to say something. I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> I you. I don't even remember what it was now. Something about, I don't know, strip clubs probably. I don't know. I've never been to a strip club, but that's not what I was going to say. Oh. They're, uh, they're, I think I'd be really awkward at one, honestly. I always was, and then I worked at one, and I was even more awkward. Like, when you work at one, it's like all the magic it is drained out of it. Yeah. and you, 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 you get a peek behind the curtains. You get a peek. Not once, literally. Yeah, well, sometimes. <laughs> Whoa. I think the weirdest thing about I, don't know. I think the I don't know sometimes we what curtains are we talking about? Are the curtains at strip clubs? Honestly, I'm just talking at this point. I don't know. I was saying well, to him. To well, part of my job was I literally the peek too, behind the curtains. Was the peek behind the curtains. <laughs> That's because, why he got this whole job yeah, five years ago. <laughs> hey, we need someone like you. We need a professional peeker. No, like my job was to like keep an eye on the VIP, like where the like the private dances were going on. Yeah. To make sure that there wasn't like a breach of, you know, yeah. nobody was doing anything they weren't supposed to be doing back there. Yeah. So like literally like so you're the reason there's no sex in the champagne. Yeah, yeah. That somebody has to make sure that there's You're no, a professional cock block. Yeah. Because sometimes so you were like bouncer slash Bartender, I wasn't a bar. I, not there. I was just, oh. just straight up bouncer. Nice. And I really uh, did not enjoy that. Do you have any issues? No, I mean, I like physical. Like, it is if, an awkward. Like there was a guy one time. There was some. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they were maybe like they were definitely like Middle Eastern, but I feel like they were like had a lot of money. Yeah. And like I feel like they were not used to being told no. And like this guy had this girl, and she was dancing. She was like just sitting on his lap, with shirt off, and he just kept like pulling at her like nipple ring, and like playing with it. And she was just like, "Hey, can you can you not do that?" And, like, asked him a few times, and he kept doing it. And then she looks at me, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm like the security. Like I forgot like I should be." And she was like, "Hey," and I was like, "Hey, sir, can you just don't touch the the girls, please?" 
And he was like, oh, okay. And then he kept doing it. I was like, hey, remember when we, come on, man. Like we said, like, you can't, they can touch you, but you can't touch them. And he's like, you know how much money I just dropped in here? And I was like, that's not how it works. Yeah. It's like, you can't, I'll have to kick you out. I don't want to do that. So it's crazy, man. It would be weird. It'll be a, a bouncer and struggle with men with boners. Like that, like you're kicking people with boners out. Yeah. Just like, well, yeah. my that's friend weird. really liked confrontation. And his thing was like, that's the best time because they're people are so easily embarrassed. Yeah. So it's just like, that's the best time to like get physical with someone is when like they, when, when, when they have hard. a boner. Yeah. 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 Oh, be- because like, he's like, yeah, you toss some cream. I was like, it this guy ma- was jacking off back here. Yeah. It's a major like power imbalance when somebody's erect and you're yelling at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It twists everything around. Yeah. Yeah. Some people would be into that. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I think I had to physically. I think one time we just like shoved someone out. Like I did, it was like the, the worst kind of. I was just like, no, you leave. I feel like that would be some of the worst. Like one of the worst bouncing gigs would be like strip club bouncer. I would imagine you just have to put up with so much weird stuff. I was I was day shift a lot, so there was like nothing going on. I mean nothing. It was just like you sounds really sad. Sitting there for hours. Yeah, it's real boring. But you yeah. gotta meet some celebrities, some Indianapolis celebrities when you were I did. a bouncer. I did get Can you meet. say any of them with the I names? Can you name drop? Uh <laughs> I uh I was working one time and I like bet- a, a lot of these clubs are like also have like policies that are pretty racist, and like we were across the street from like a black club, and like the club would the black club would get up, they would shut down an hour before we did, so the last hour like all the shot callers and stuff would come over, and I don't know there were some incidences apparently, and so they made this very aggressive uh, um. Uh, policy about what you could wear like clothing policy dress code and it was all basically like hood black stuff i mean it, it was what it was it was all specific like uh brand names and you know you, had, you couldn't have your pants couldn't be sagging and blah blah, blah. Like, the biggest one was um you couldn't come in with a white t-shirt on like it's like a bunch of people just coming in just wearing a white t-shirt it's like you have to have a collared shirt I don't even know if you had a yeah I think you had a collar shirt but it was like absolutely no white t-shirt and they they just harangued us they were like if anyone comes in here with a white t-shirt you're gonna be fired like we're gonna find out who let them in and you're gonna be held accountable you're gonna be fired and I was like all right and the very next day I'm on day shift there's no one in there this big black guy comes in was wearing just out the pack fresh brand new like bedazzled white t-shirt you know like yeah. it was like so bright and i just remember being like ah, i gotta have this awkward and he comes in and i was like hey man i'm gonna stop you right there i'm real sorry i was like i can't let you in with that white tee on i was like do you have a collared shirt or something you can grab it out of your car you can wear that and he just looked at me and smiled like i was the biggest idiot that he's ever met and he and he throws this like it's not even id it's just like his like credit card down and the first thing I noticed is like it has like a 3D like hologram on it, and the outer like rim is all like like encrusted with like jewels and stuff. Nice. And it has like the official NFL logo, and it says Dominique Rhodes. And uh, I was like, I'm not even a sports guy, but I I recognize the name. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> and so I was like, hold on a second. And so I go and I tell because uh, I. We just had this meeting, right? So I was just like, all right. So I go back there and I tell the boss, I was like, hey, there's a black guy out here wearing a white t-shirt. What should I do? And they're like, you tell him to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. It's also Dominique Rhodes. And like, you bring him in right now. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know how racism works. Yeah. And uh, so I, I go out there and I was like, you know, trying now I'm trying to like apologize and backpedal and stuff. And I'm like, hey, I'm real sorry. Like, you know, they just passed this new rule and they were real strict about it. And I, I just didn't want to get in trouble. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And I was like, you know, and I should have just left it there, but I kept like trying to like dig. And I was like, you know, like what if some other like dude was behind you and he came in with a white tee and he saw me let you in. Yeah. What am I supposed to tell that guy? And he stops and he looks at me like dead serious. And he goes, I don't know. I guess that I asked that nigga how many Super Bowls he brought to the city. <laughs> What a line just to have Pat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Period. 
With a T. All right, Mr. Yeah. Rhodes. Yes, sir, Mr. Rhodes. Thank and you. then I think he went just ate off of, like, the buffet. <laughs> like, I think he didn't, like, he didn't even go by the strippers. No, he just, he just, he just goes and got some food. And I would think, you know, if you're a celebrity, you you, you want to get away from, like, the, the mumbo-jumbo and have everybody try to, like, get autographs. Strip clubs would be, like, probably the best place, right? Because no one's going to bother you to get an autograph. Yeah, I think everybody's probably trying to play it pretty cool in a strip club. Yeah. Not really show their ass. Well, I would think. <laughs> some people are. Well, yeah. Well, Except for the people that are there to show their asses. Yes. But, yeah. I did, a, I did an open mic in a strip club once, too. Yeah? That was terrible. <laughs> Because they went, like, stripper. Was it on one of the stages? Yeah. <laughs> but they also, like, stopped the stripping for the open mic. So it was like, like, everyone's mad at you. Like, the girls are mad because they're not making money. Just the a bunch cu- of horned up dudes. Yeah, the cu- the customers are mad because they're like, why, why, we're not, they're not dancing anymore because you're telling these shit jokes. Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> like, I just want to get away. It was like, how do we take an open mic but make everyone more hostile towards you? <laughs> Oh, and there's terrible jokes probably being said. The the <sighs> the best part though was the very last uh per it really tied it all together. The very last person to go was a stripper and it was her first time and she was telling jokes as she was stripping. Oh. And like at one point she got like upside down on the pole, like so she was just hanging by her legs and she's like telling like one liners <laughs> and I was just like <laughs> I mean, this is interesting. <laughs> like, I, yeah. like, can't say it's not interesting. Did she have like you know, good number of jokes per minute, high rates, rule of three? She, you know, she really I mean, studied in the art. She didn't crush the laughs. You, you you know you know when like you can tell somebody like really worked on their their type five the first time they came in. That was her. Like yeah, nice. she, she she had jokes. That's awesome. As long as she's not I, stepping I, in the laughs. I almost was like, I wonder if she's gonna evolve. Never saw her again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the story of the dead stripper. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. I'm just kidding. She's up there. <laughs> Above ground with Jake's mom. <laughs> They're just having some coffee. Yeah. Man, um, can I? I'm not on the interrupt anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, that's cool. I think I, that was a natural place to end the. No, it's perfect. It was perfect. I do want to ask you, because you've been doing comedy for a while now. What like is like one of your favorite experiences in Indianapolis for comedy? With that. You don't have to say with me. With Ben, uh, we we've done one show together, I think. Yeah, we've done like maybe a couple. It was the dog show ones, yeah. And that was uncomfortable. The dog show is a fun. I love doing shows. Oh, speak on it, but uh, it's a, it's a tough show. It was a tough show. I think I Wait, probably made it harder. Indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. Oh, you think it was tough outdoors? Well, I bet it's even tougher whoo. indoors. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I made it tough because I was talking about like how we could be raising money for other stuff. I thought they would think that was funny, but it was a tough show. One thing I do like about the dog show is there's a lot going on, and I like to like mess with things. Mm. Like somebody was walking a dog in front of where the microphone is, and like mm-hmm. I tried to pet the dog, and it like darted away from me. I was like, that was funny. That was nice. Oh yeah, there there was a, a dog fight during one of like my sets, and it was just like, yeah. You can't have like a bunch of dog lovers and a dog. You're never gonna compete with a dog fight. So this is like, right. all right, let's let these, let it happen. Yeah, let these dogs kill each other. And then <laughs> yeah. Come back for I tell my yuck em ups. Uh, the, the the outdoor shows. The key to the outdoor shows you have to do it after the sun goes down. If you once the sun goes down, everyone gets locked in, and yeah. it's a really good show. When that sun's up and the dogs are out, it's like you're competing with like the nature. So many cute puppies and things going yeah. on and like whatever. Once the sun goes down, it's actually great. Yeah, I've never had one outdoor show that I was just like 100% happy with. Yeah. There's always just, I don't know, it's just a different energy. It's hard to wrap your head yeah, around it. it is. Because you're, you're fighting with Mother Nature, like the most yeah, beautiful motorcycles thing. Motorcycles driving by. Motorcycles, yeah. drive-by shootings. Yeah, rain. Rain. Yeah. You've done one in rain. <laughs> I've done it like when it's sprinkling off and on. You get electrocuted. I, well, that's why I kept it in the mic stand. Smart. Oh, those uh, those stood, like this far away from it. Those alley shows <laughs> that we were doing, like some of those were just horrendous. At the milkshake place, yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Like there, there was. It's not meant to happen outside. There, there was one where we started the season, and it was just like it was still too cold outside. And I just remember everybody was like huddled under blankets, and it's like that's one of the things about comedy. You can't be hot or too hot or too cold and enjoy stand up comedy. It's just like. Yeah. The second you're too cold, it's just like comedy is just, just it's, it's an just irritant. A, you yeah, know, it's, it's just like, 
I hate my life and you're telling fucking jokes right now. <laughs> yeah. But you've had good ones. You've met Steve O, you've right, you've met Yeah. I've gotten to work with some cool people. Mike Epps. Yeah, I've met Mike Epps. Um I got to work with Doug Stanhope. Okay. Which was cool. Um Kyle Kinane. It's cool. That was fun. That was a big one. You worked with him? Yeah. You so were on I, the stage with him. I got to open up for him in Fort Wayne at Summit City. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was cool because he was like the voice of Comedy Central my whole like childhood, basically. Oh, So okay. it was cool to like, oh, man, here's the guy that used to announce South Park and stuff, you know? There we go. That stuff's pretty sweet. But uh, yeah, I don't know what my favorite would be. It's hard to say. That's fine. That's fine. We got we got some plugs for Kyle Kinane. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Are you guys trying to get Kyle on the podcast? I don't know. Just as many plugs in the episode as we can. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're a commercial based. Hey, we're we're contractually obligated to drop his name <laughs> three times in the podcast. No, that's cool. It's funny because, like, you said Doug Stanhope, and I was like, holy shit. And then you're like, I was real excited about Kyle Kinane. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. For your, for your age. Because, like, like, I, uh, I'm a huge Stanhope fan. And, like, the one time I met him, I just, like, I just fucking just word salad into fucking this made a like a complete asshole out of myself. Yeah, that is weird. I got to work with uh, Nick Mullen from mm. Cumtown. Yeah, and I that's my favorite type of stuff right there. So that was that was that's definitely my favorite experience probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. It was real cool. Yeah, they're setting up. They changed it all. I don't know. It was cool. Nice to talk to like one of your heroes. You know what I mean? Did you ever get sure. to like end up like going out like hanging out with uh, any of these like extracurricular? Cause it it always it always is interesting to me because like as a host like usually anytime I've hosted for someone's like been very business as you like like hey thanks for hosting blah blah that was great and talk to you later and then I'll see some people host and it's like yeah headliner asked me out we were ripping shots and then we went to like out to the bars and yeah hung out all night and he was holding my head in the toilet this morning and I'm like that wasn't my experience at all yeah I've never really had one time with Steve Byrne. He kind of took everybody out, although I wasn't working on the on his show specifically. I was working like upstairs at Helium, and he was downstairs. Oh, cool! But then he took all the comics out and bought us all a bunch of rounds. Nice. But that's really the only good hang I've had. Man, I, guess. I would like to just do well enough in comedy to do that. You know, what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. like just go out and be like, I just hang out and just ball out with the staff at the comedy clubs. Yeah, but also it's just like you don't have any friends in town, so it's just like what a way to. Yeah, it's hard to. I'm kind of like socially awkward a little bit, especially uh, with like staffs and we stuff. Ha- we so. haven't noticed. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Secret safe with us. Yeah. But so it's, I don't know. I'm not the type of guy to like create the energy of, hey, let's yeah. all go out. I always say, hey, let's all go out. And uh, that's how I get to go. You, you got to shoot your shot, you know. I'm afraid that I would say it and people would just be like, yeah, not, not you. <laughs> specific, specific, not you. Like, specifically. We're gonna go out. <laughs> we are, um, but you you've got to hang out with some people. You got to hang out with a uh, Natalie Qualm. I did. Cuomo. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we uh, was she pretty funny? Yeah, she was great. Uh, we uh, it it turned into a weird thing of like it was just me and like Thad wasn't even on the show, but he like came over afterwards. And we were kind you of have to say that we were. I mean, that wasn't allowed in the building. I wasn't on the show, and I finagled to hang out with a celebrity. But uh, like, literally, like we were just kind of like trying to figure out what we were doing. And then I like looked out back, and there was just like a festival going on in that back parking lot. Like they were like selling hot dogs, and like I don't know, like they had like beer set up thing. And I was like, there's like a festival out back. Do you guys want to go check this out? And then we walked up and. I literally like walk up and the guy's like, "Hey, it's the Heart of Brunch guys," and she was just like, "Who are you guys?" And I was like, "This this is actually surreal. Like this yeah. is not the normal thing." Yeah, we happens. were getting free hot dogs. We got free hot dogs, free and drinks, and then it was on. Like once you give me free hot, I was like, oh, I realized what a it's terrible a celebrity I would be because <laughs> I would just be like. Taking advantage of the hot dogs on your, <laughs> on your rider is like a hot dog, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just pack the Polish, yeah. Like you saying, I can have all these hot dogs for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. What, what do you think if you were like headlining clubs? What would be on your rider? Well, that's a uh, good question. I mean, probably booze. <laughs> I suppose I was like, yeah. here, here's the thing. Like, and I like, I'm not talking about any specific club or bar, but like, I, I have like little routines that I like, like when I'm doing comedy, and like one of them is like. 
If I'm drinking, uh, I like to have a full glass, a full cocktail when I go out. But I also like to drink right up until the time I go out. So I like almost need like two, right? And so like I'll sometimes I'll order that way. And it's not like I had seven drinks before I went on, but I'll like I'll have like hey, you know, one to stock, one to rock, you know, like yeah, yeah. and I'll order two and they'll look at me like, Do you mean one? <laughs> like yeah. No, I need two and I, I try to you know, explain it or whatever, and then they'll put in one mm-hmm. and they bring it to me and then I just sit there with anxiety the whole time, like, Am I gonna get the other drink before I go on stage? Yeah. Do you drink on stage? Yeah, sometimes. I I find it hard to do it. Like I can't give the timing right for it the is, sip. Yeah, you that know, is a thing for sure. And you, I, yeah, I, I, this is, I, I know that it's going to sound shitty because I can already hear it coming out. I I, I feel it coming. <laughs> but, but the 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 one way, and I, it's messed me up before because I always do it. But the the best way to do it is like you have to do it in laugh breaks. See, I don't get laughs. You have to. Get laughs. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't, that's so when not the audience comedy. is laughing, you take a drink. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not like a laugh type of comedy. But but, I, but I've also had it work where like I'm used to that rhythm, and then mm. sometimes you don't get the laugh. And then I'm like, well, I'm taking a drink, and now it's just everyone <laughs> watching you take a drink in silence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is a laugh break? That's <laughs> my question. How like, long are they supposed to last? Like, <laughs> like what we did? So we got put out last minute on a show uh, for like Bob the Drag Queen, and it's sold out like the audience is built in like the bet one of the best audiences ever and they were laughing at like stuff i didn't even realize it was a joke of mine you yeah. know like like just lines that was like never get anything and so i found myself with all this extra time on stage to be like well that never gets what do i do now and so i'm like tagging stuff that aren't even like i just like yeah. i had a, I had the joke about my dog feed my dog soup or whatever or my dog smelling like soup Huge pop. I mean, he, like, I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. I'm not, it never gets that much of a laugh. So, like, I'm waiting for the laughs to die down. And I just, I just go, yeah. Now I'm just, like, walking around the stage, like, mugging, like, <laughs> leaning into it. I go, yeah, get yourself a soup dog. I was like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> and everyone's like, cheers even more. Yeah. Sometimes good crowds like that can be the best because it, when they're laughing so hard, you get super confident. Yeah. And yeah. then you just start throwing stuff out there. Yeah. That's some of the best ways to write is when a crowd's good. Do a little wiggle, too. I, I think oh, I've yeah. done that. Like, where I'm like, like oh, that. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? That's not yeah. even me. I'm like, <laughs> just shaking out the crowd. I'm like, ah! No, I think one of my favorite things was when, right before Meat Cake this last year, yeah. you were like, <laughs> like, you were talking about, you were thinking, like, kind of working on your character for yeah. hosting it. And you're like, what if I did this? And then you just wiggle. Like, what if I was a guy that did this? <laughs> and then, like, I don't know how, but you did that. Like, you lived that out on the yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, maybe this character does this wiggle. Because <laughs> I was trying to get into a different character. Like, what yeah. does a meat uh, cake uh, announcer do? <laughs> He, he probably wiggles, wiggles yeah. his chest, um, oh, yeah. and, it, and it worked. No, it was perfect. Yeah. You, I don't know. I would have never thought that that was the energy you needed, but it was perfect. It's, you need a lot of wiggle energy for meat cake. And yeah. speaking of the meat cake, the meat cake competition is coming around the corner. Yeah, meat cake invitational. It's, Jake Smith? I was there last year. You were there? I had a blast. What? Yeah, what? Like you, you enjoyed the eating the meats? I enjoyed the eating of the meats. Some of them almost grossed me out a little bit. That's how good the meat cakes were. <laughs> I was almost hey, a little that. sketched out. Cut that shit. We're going to put that in the promo reel. <laughs> so good it will gross you out. Some of it I didn't even think was food. But but it, was, it, was, it was very fun. I felt sick afterwards. Nice. Okay. Uh, is that good too? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. These are all hashtags that we're putting up. I'm just being honest. Hashtag I feel sick. Hashtag what I just eat. Whoa. Hashtag too much meat. What, my question is, would you go back again? Yeah, oh, I'll be back. We're, oh, doing, yeah, yeah. we're doing it bigger and better. We're gonna have more chefs this year. We're gonna have a big. We're gonna have a better venue, a bigger, a bigger venue. Where are you guys doing it at? Everyone's gonna be sicker. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't have that quite yet. Ready to tell the public? That's we're keeping that under wraps for right now. But we do got something cooking. But we yeah. do. There's gonna be a lot of uh, Shyamalan twists. Nice. We're gonna have a lot. Of, nice. A lot. There of, might be a celebrity there. Yeah, there might be a celebrity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I love the okay. title of the article, <laughs> The Slaughtered Lamb, Meat Cakes, and More. What a fun uh, title of an article. Time out. That, we made the end of the monthly for this? This was last, yeah, last year. The Slaughtered Lamb, Meat Cakes, and More? Yeah. Who who made the lamb cake? 
No, that was this multiple things. Like this is like this cakes. is like five things in one. You guys didn't get your own article. Yeah. Oh, no. we were <laughs> so someone like else slaughtered a lamb, yeah. and then meat cakes was yeah, right yeah. underneath it. But I was like, what a hell of a sentence! Yeah. The slaughtered lamb, meat cakes, and more. Yeah. Yeah, we were a blurb. We'll get yeah. we'll get a blurb this year. That's what's um, so cool about you guys is you just do like weird stuff like that. You yeah, know what I mean, we're we're it adds to the culture of like just Indianapolis, I think, which is it, really neat. well. We we do it for the culture, and we do it. We really do it for the niche. For the niche, yeah. We do niche. <laughs> what yeah. niche? It's Naptown culture cooking seven courses. Yeah, isn't that how that that line goes? The proverb by Sirius Black That is a proverb. Anyways, yeah, yeah, we do it for the culture. I, I think Indy needs to be more weird. Yeah, absolutely. I saw some chick. Like writing a weird, like vague article about like how people were trying to change, and we didn't know. And she was like, "I'm like, what are you doing? You left Indies. Shut the heck up about Indy. Yeah, shut the heck up. Um, hate her. What's her name? (laughs) Yeah, what's her name name again? Let's blast her. I don't know. Let's dox her. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. Uh, (laughs) Jake Smith. Last question. Uh, if you speak of Indianapolis, and uh, if you had to go. To a bigger city, if you're gonna leave, which which where are you going? Which way are you thinking? Ooh, I don't know. I've thought about it. Um, maybe like Chicago. I do like the Midwest, as like boring as that is. Maybe like the East Coast somewhere too. Maybe New like York. Philly or New York. My dad lives in D.C. and I got oh. some family out there too, so maybe there. But uh, yeah, either I definitely wouldn't go west. I don't think you're not going out to L.A. You're not going to California. Uh. Uh-uh. Maybe like Nashville. I think it'd be cool to live in Nashville. I like the South a lot. Yeah, yeah. I really fall in love with Atlanta recently. I like Atlanta a lot too. And Zane moved down there, and I was like, "Why are you going to Atlanta?" And then I went to Atlanta, and I was like, "Why do I not live in Atlanta?" <laughs> well, they have so much industry out there too. Like mm-hmm. you don't think about it, but then you're like, "Man, they make so many TV shows, and mm-hmm. movies." That's where Adult Swim is. Like, mm-hmm. it's a good spot to be. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. <laughs> Give me in. I can see you being in a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. You'd be like the, the villain. I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, <laughs> the mean neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rents do, boys. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. I don't know if he has <laughs> landlord. I don't know if you have landlord Probably. energy. What what char- what character archetype would I play? I think yeah. right now, honestly, if you shave, you're still doing like you're still like in high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so skateboarder like, that like puts gum under the desk. <laughs> You know that classic trope from Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> oh, they hate that. Yeah. They hate that. <laughs> I think I think you're I think you're the high school kid. You're the, you know you're the high school kid that uh, speaks with the black scent. You know, like <laughs> oh like, yeah, really, really trying to be down. <laughs> Knows more about oh, rap. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Now I see it. <laughs> There I'm just doing are. catchphrases. Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> it's all slang from the 70s. It's, it's all right. <laughs> all here it goes. That was oh, great. Man, keep dropping beat for me. Guys, yeah, give it up for uh, JJ Goodtime Smith. <laughs> uh, Jake Smith, where can people find you and follow you on social media? I am at Jake Smith. On pretty much everything, so it's like Jake Smith, but with an H in there, okay, an extra H, I guess. And yeah, I have one YouTube video that I send to Booker's, uh, has thirty three views. Hey, so slow down. That up. Uh, yeah, find me. Can I? Why? Why the Smith? Smith. Yeah. Well, cause Jake Smith. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm thinking about making it the White J R Smith because my Ooh. middle name's Russell. Oh. Mm. Uh. But I don't know. Oh yeah, you haven't tried to do the Jake Russell, the Jake. Yeah, I don't know. Jake. At one point, there were three people doing stand up named Jake Smith and Indy. Oh or wow. Jacob Smith. So oh, I'm trying to. You know. Okay. But yeah, we'll figure out. You're the good one though. You're one of the good ones. Damn straight. That's what we'd also say in the Tyler Perry movie about you. <laughs> <laughs> that is Jake. You can find me at Fab McKee on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, go follow Jake. He's a very funny comedian. Sauce balls. You find me at Zach underscore Roan on all social media. Guys, check out our amazing Patreon. www.patreon.com backslash Heart of Brunch. We're going to have an amazing episode uh, coming up with the talented uh, Grant Weber is going to be joining us. It's only $3 for less than the price of a cup of coffee. You can have uh, not only a new 
bonus episode. Like, I'm trying to really pitch this as a separate comedy show. You know, like this is it's not an interview show so much as you were doing it. Uh, us really cutting loose. If if you liked where we were going with some of the jokes, and you could tell we were holding back, we don't hold back on the after brunch at all. We say all the things. Zach sometimes says things that he can't take back, and it's a real issue. You might even hear some racial slurs if that's what you're into. <laughs> you you know? can have one slur as a treat. <laughs> we use this uh, podcast to wean off racism. <laughs> like, I really need to hear something. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch. Also, it really helps uh, support us and keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> Uh, it's all I got going for me, guys. This is Patreon. Uh, you get also access to an amazing back catalog. Uh, and I tell you what, one of my favorite things recently is going back and listening to our after brunches from two years ago. Ooh, that was a horse of a different color. Yes. <laughs> well, you can really not, see what we were talking about during the lockdown. Not as many or more race treats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you got to pay to play. You got you to you drop $3 to find out. What race does a horse your mind do? No, that's actually, we discussed Check that. Check that out on yeah, the Patreon. We'll be answering that and the whole your other burning questions. With Grant Webber. Racing races horses. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.